Welcome to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, your mama's house, your baby daddy's house. Also, please follow us on Instagram at TwizPod and Watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. You can download the Island TV app from your smartphone, your smart TV, your Fire Stick, your streaming device, and your Roku. So, I'm Sean. I'm Nye. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Nye. So, what are we calling this episode? What does a D really stand for? We better ask D. <laughs> <Gigi> Williams. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> and and uh, and news that nobody asked for. <laughs> Billy D. Williams, who you know, man, he was fine back in his day. Actually, Granny. Oh, <laughs> Everybody loves Billy D. Um, so anyway, so um, there was a recent interview with Esquire magazine where he told the uh, the magazine that he refers to himself as himself or herself um, <laughs> because he also sees himself as feminine as well as masculine so he said that he's gender fluid <laughs> which when I read that I was like I don't know if he quite understands what that means <laughs> and at 82 who cares you know <laughs> we ain't need to know that so, you know, so a few days later, he backtracked and said that um, he didn't really mean that he was gender fluid. He wants the world to know that he is not gay. He just want he just wanted to kind of emphasize that he is um, he has masculine and feminine ways, traits, which I think everybody does. And right. he described it as anima animus which I wasn't really familiar with this term before. Um, and it was a term that was coined by Carl Jung. And anima, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, means that this is the female counterpart of the male self. And the animus is the male counterpart of the female. So what I really think happened is, you know, the person who actually, um, I guess, directed this, the, the new uh, Star Wars, he was saying that the character that Billy Dee plays that um, Donald Glover also plays in the in the new revival of this the Star Wars. Right. What's his name? Um, he says that they're pansexual, which I don't know why he has to redefine <laughs> the only like one of the only black persons <laughs> on this in this in this series their sexuality. I don't know why that has to be a big thing, but he says that they're pansexual, which I guess means that what does pansexual mean? I guess you know you kind of go wherever the wind flows. Like, your sexuality is not based on a person's, I guess, sex. So, um, I don't know. But Billy D wants everyone to know that he is not a pansexual. He is not gay. And that he still wants all the geriatric poutang he could get at 82. So, keep it coming. <laughs> so, I, I think what happened, I mean, this is... This is a perfect case of um, somebody misinterpret your words because I don't think he meant what they said he meant. And I have seen once he gave this interview to Esquire where he basically was just embracing his masculine as well as his feminine side. He might have uh, used the terms uh, interchangeably. I mean, I saw that he was con thank you for coming out. Uh, the gay community got together and was giving him a parade. I mean, all kind of stuff for 
what he basically said was, you know, it's and and I do believe in Carl. It's Carl Jung's um, uh, study into. I mean, we all have the we all have our 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 masculine, our fem- feminine sides, and the goal is to kind of balance them out. So, um, I think that was more of what he was saying than. Um, I think, you know. I think maybe that term was kind of like sprung on him at, at like maybe the last minute. And so he was like, yeah, I'm gender fluid. Not really knowing what that means in like today's 2019, 2020 climate. Yeah. You know, there's now back in the day, you were either, you were either gay or you were straight. You know what I'm saying? It was like, right. now it's like the L B T T A B C D E F G. Like it is like a whole 26 letter acronym right now. What did um what did Dave Chappelle call them? The alphabet. Yeah. And it's true. It's like it you know, it's I think now what's really happening is everybody and I and I and I tie this to social media. I think everybody wants to be seen and be heard. And so they're creating little different things to kind of take them to take themselves out of the box and put them in like, you know, outside of the box so that they're seen are deemed as special or not ordinary. So I think this is where all of this uh, this stuff is coming from. Like we have being gender fluid, we have we have people now being racially gender fluid, I mean racially fluid, like you can change your gender, you can change your race. Like all right, can you just be why why does everything have to have a label? You know what I mean? And who cares? And that <laughs> Poor, poor Billy D. He didn't ask for all this smoke. He didn't. He, didn't. he is chilling in California. He's 82. He is sipping his tea in his robe, you know, <laughs> waiting on these dairy active bitches to come through the door. And he like, wait a minute, y'all are fucking up my flow right now. <laughs> I don't agree with this. Wait a minute. Let's backtrack. You know. Not what I signed up for. I had Roberta coming over on Saturday and now she's like, I don't know, Billy. <laughs> Hold up. You into some shit I ain't into, Billy. You know, let's pump these brakes. And Billy's like, wait a minute, y'all fucking up my flow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was the funniest. And you know, it did it didn't help. I don't know if you remember. This is like an old movie. It's like an old football movie. Cause he was in Brian's song, which which, you know, some people would say that it was like a love story between two men without any sex. I remember seeing like the uh like the 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 write up for it, but I actually never watched the movie. Yeah, like old, you know, like a old. It was like an old film. It was actually based on a true story of um, because uh, the the guy that it was based on, um, there's a park near me that is named after. But you know, he he died of testicular cancer, um, when he was in his twenties. So, uh, professional football player and um, Billy D played you know, one of the, one of his, one of his really close friends. So the movie was kind of said like, it was like a, it's a tearjerker, but it's, you know, like a love story between two guys. <laughs> it's the broke back mountain of the sixties. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke back for the football field. I mean, I don't know. So yeah, that kind of, that kind of didn't help, but um, thank you, Billy D for clearing that up. Cause we sure was like, what? That's what that D stood for all that time. <laughs> We were like, what? And we were also like, we don't care. <laughs> Pretty much. At the same time. Pretty much. I'm like, the man's 82 years old. He can yes. live however he chooses to live. Billy D was like, the D stands for I got the dick. <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> I got the dick for the bitches. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. 
Okay, so moving on in this ratchet minute, I wanted to talk about uh, it's, this is like the whole thing with this R. Kelly girlfriend number one or girlfriend number two, however you want to put it, Jocelyn Savage, um, who is now who so allegedly was speaking out on a Patreon account, basically making money um, to tell her story. So I believe like for twenty dollars or something, she'll tell you all the business, but. Um, Jocelyn Savage has now come out, did a complete about face and said that someone uh, hacked her Patreon account and assumed her name and that is not her. Did you hear about this? I did. (laughs) Poor poor baby. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So supposedly someone, um, went under the account uh, under her name and was saying that she was a victim of R. Kelly's sexual and psychological abuse. And Miss Savage, who is 23 years old, clapped back with a video that she posted saying that she has nothing to do with the Patreon account, that she is still romantically linked with R. Kelly and that her Instagram is not real or whoever it is. And she just, quote unquote, wanted everybody to know. But here's what I want to tell you what she said. She says, I am truly tired of all the lies that they are saying about the man we love so much. And our best friend, (laughs) she goes on to say, it has been said that I have left him and that he has abused me in all kinds of nonsense. I have said before, none of that is true. It is a shame how they are treating him. It is so wrong on so many levels. He does not deserve this. I am not going to be a part of the assassination of R. Kelly's name, music, career, and character. (laughs) Child, assassination. Okay. All right. Okay. Maybe you say so. (laughs) that's a big word (laughs) sure i mean i don't i don't even know what to say about this all i can say is you know jocelyn if you need help blink twice (laughs) have to say the words just blink twice (laughs) you know even though he's locked up i know he still has people around her um like keeping her enslaved and captured and all that and then also you know she is this might be what's that syndrome called when the, the kidnapped starts uh, Stockholm syndrome yeah so she clearly has Stockholm syndrome so you know hopefully when she gets out of this situation she removes herself physically and mentally she can really see the kind of situation that she's in because she is being held captive girl you are not his girlfriend you are his sex slave and this is a cult this is a sex cult I definitely agree. So, um, R. Kelly is in jail. He's he's suffering from an infected toe. <laughs> What's in the world? I don't know why I'm like of all that I read about this. That stuck that stuck out to me. He oh, he has an infected toe. He got a, a, a fucking uh, ingrown toenail. <laughs> a bunny. Jesus. So, yeah, I just, this is just like so crazy to me. So she's going back. She's saying it's not her. Um, I don't know. I, I think that was a cry for help. That's what she was trying to do. And then um, he then got his own clothes in on her. <laughs> and told her to do this. It's mm-hmm. it's funny, but it's not funny. Because, I mean, I think there's some serious, like you said, it's, it's, it's Stockholm Syndrome to another level. There's some serious... Um, mind games, brainwashing, mm-hmm. trickery, and I believe this man can still pull strings, 
behind uh behind the in the jail. Yeah, absolutely. And she's still traffic and sexually abuse these women. I still believe that. Been, um, she and she's been with him. I don't what I, I know at least since she was eighteen. So that's a good how many five six years? Yeah. Yeah. And you know when you're eighteen, you're even though legally you are adult, but your mind you are still a kid. Can you imagine trying to make some real decisions about life when you were eighteen with your eighteen year old mind? It's like you're a joke. Right. That's what I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever do that to yourself. <laughs> it's like you when you over here, uh, kids that are like 18, 19, 20 talking, you're like, wow. Would <laughs> <laughs> I sound like this when I was that young? I, I thought I was mature. <laughs> Possibly. I, I think the same thing. Like, my baby girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gave her the best advice. Blink twice mm-hmm. and uh, tap, your middle, tap your middle finger on the desk. Because <laughs> we're here to help, girl. We're here to help, sis. <laughs> oh lord okay moving on where are we at all right we're at the woke minute okay all right well yeah, that's okay. um the kitten heel sec- uh, segment of the show and yeah. um all right so this week i wanted to talk about which i think is so important for um everybody who watches tv and watches programming so byron allen Um, is suing Comcast in the Supreme Court in a huge landmark case. So let me just kind of break it down for those of you who know or don't know who Byron Allen is. He's basically like the corny uncle that be telling jokes. He's not funny to me at all, but um, he broke into the entertainment business as a kid. He was, uh, you know, doing stand-up comedy. He used to be on the Tonight Show back in the day, and he gained a lot of fame in the 80s. He did the show Real People. I don't know if you remember that. I kind of remember that. Yeah. Um, anyway, this man has amassed an empire um, with film divisions, and he has you know dozens of television stations, including the Weather Channel, which he bought last year for $300 million. So he has now filed a $20 billion lawsuit against Comcast, which is the nation's largest cable company. I mean, we all are, we, we all have some, some way, shape or form have touched with Comcast or Xfinity um, cable. So um, what he is basically accusing them of is racial discrimination in their programming um, and saying that although he operates this huge entertainment studio and it has all of these TV shows and, and, um, cable channels underneath him, Comcast has not picked up not a one of, of, of the $11 billion that I believe that they spend every year on programming. They, none of it, um, they picked up none of his and, so what he's doing is basically this has a lot to do with antitrust and um, suing in the Supreme Court. And he's using, um, I believe it's the, is it the Lessie versus Ferguson? I'm trying to think which um, landmark case it was that he's utilizing. It's a civil rights case, which basically says that there should be no discrimination um, in programming. And so he's utilizing that um, in the Supreme Court. So this is a major discrimination case and um winning could mean changing the programming or what we see because a lot of it is controlled by people that don't look like us Mm -hmm. so i don't know what do you think about this you know i think byron island has an amazing story i've watched you know i'm a big 
buff of like interviews. So I've watched a lot of his interviews and I remember him from back in the day. And, you know, he had like, all these different like TV shows that used to come on it and they were kind of corny, but, um, you know, he was just slowly, you know, building his empire. And I think it's real, this case is really important because, um, he's really carrying our cause on his back because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so really what this means is with him winning this case, it means that if you have, um, if you want to sue based off of discrimination, that doesn't have to be the only, um, how do I want to say this? Um, discrimination doesn't have to be the only cause of this, um, of this, uh, of your case. So if they, if it's, if it's discrimination plus, you know, 10 other things that can be included, but it, if it's just discrimination, then they can throw your case out. If they prove that you weren't being discriminated, discriminated against. That's that, correct? Yeah. And that's a part of it. Um, <laughs> I think what's really huge is that the fact that this case is going to be heard in the Supreme court and, and it is a discrimination case, what he's, mm-hmm. what he's amassed. So, when I just think of something like this, the millions of dollars it costs to bring this to the forefront, to bring this to um, a Supreme Court arena where it's going to be heard. And Comcast's position is that, you know, basically, it, you know, he has shitty programming. That's what they're trying to say. Like, it's not discrimination. It is the quality of his programming. And then what Byron Allen did was basically put together a team that did the research to find out the programming that Comcast actually picks up gets worse ratings than some of his programs. So, right. That, you know, what they're saying is, is not true. So this is like, I mean, I, I get excited talking about it cause I think it's huge because, you know, I'm a TV watcher. I love television, but you have to think about who's producing the programming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading somewhere uh, where a television ex- executive said that, you know, she works for a major children's programming station. And she said almost 100 percent of the kids programming is not produced by African-Americans. Yeah. So there's a you know, there's a huge lack of diversity, not only in children's programming. I mean, but in everything. Just look mm-hmm. at what. Ha- what happened with stars and um, with power. And, you know, we know that power was one of the most watched series in black people's homes. And, you know, Comcast was looking to drop stars. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I just, there's a link there. You know, why were they looking to do that? Why were they looking to, to drop the whole entire channel in carrying it? And we know that we watch it because we mm-hmm. watch power. So, it's so it's it's this case is so important because um because of of the gravity of that particular case but also you know in in this day now there's so many different programs out there tv shows movies that you can clearly tell are written by black people and it's a different it touch a different nerve with us Absolutely. and so it's important that we have representation um on tv and you know with him moving forward being able to move forward with his case is just like monumental this guy is is to me i i want to say this guy is a winner like he's been winning like he the, his adversity that, that he started out with in life and to see where he is now this guy is Absolutely. clearly a winner and he is so strategic and with his moves from the time that he was a kid and um i'm just i'm just waiting to see how this all plays out but this is a huge huge win for us huge win yeah. and honestly i think he is the right person to be the forefront of it 
I'm I'm very excited about it. So just a quote from him, he said, quote, there's nothing polite about this situation. I'm going to be loud, proud, and I'm going to make a change. So I'm just, I absolutely love that he's doing this. Um, He has the financial wherewithal to do it, which is important because, you know, we're talking about Comcast here. And so, you know, and they're fighting back. It's not even like they are... um, you know, in talks to try to come to some sort of an arrangement with him. They're fighting this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll be, we'll be, wa- definitely be watching this. But yeah, I agree with you that he's the perfect person to do it, Byron Allen. Um, and I would encourage anyone who doesn't know about him to read his story. Cause like you said, it is, he has the true rag to riches uh, story. Yeah. Uh, and and is doing things. So um, shout out to him. We support what he's doing. And this is a this is is an important case because it has a lot to do with um, our representation and what we see um, uh, in in the media. So yeah. yeah. And I just want to say really quickly, he is actually the owner of the Grio, which is like an online uh, magazine. Um, so a lot of the um, the details of this uh, of this case are featured on their website. So if you want to get more information, go to the Grio. I guess it's the Grio.com, and um, so you can stay kind of abreast on what's going on because they, you know, this is his site, so he's gonna keep it all the information updated up there. Absolutely. Yep. Love it. Love it. Okay. All right. So, moving on. All right. We are at the weekend Billy D report. Billy <laughs> report. <laughs> <laughs> The D stands for dick. <laughs> the D stands for dig up in your guts. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Billy, like, I've been slaying bitches for 50 fucking years. You was not going to stop my flow. <laughs> Probably longer like, than that, man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely longer than that. He been, Kirk, he is, he is really handsome. I'm pretty sure he's been getting bitches since he was little. <laughs> you know, I remember back when he had a girlfriend. I, I always know, like, even as a little girl, I remember he used to do them Colt 45 commercials. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that the way that he talked, wearing that ascot, I was like, now, I'm too young, but I'm pretty sure this is a really sexy man. <laughs> right, right. You know, I was a huge um, uh, mahogany. What, uh, I, I watched the mahogany, mahogany movie. But my favorite one was Lady Sings the Blues. And, man, I was like, this man is so smooth when he was uh, with... Um, Diana Ross's character, Billy, uh, Billy Holiday. Man, I'm like, this is a smooth dude. With his perm and all. He still got his perm, too. I ain't he mad. still got his perm. <laughs> like, off the front. Yes, he does. All right, now. All right, Billy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> all right, so we're at the Weekend Day Report. And let me go ahead and get into this. This was um, dropped in our DMs uh, from this guy. <laughs> all right. Oh, baby. All right, let me jump into this thing. All right. I am on the verge of breaking up with my girlfriend because she is unwilling to ditch her creepy sex toy mate from the mold of her ex-boyfriend's dick. (laughs) At first, I didn't know, and it came up in drunk in conversation. I feel so disrespected, and I feel like this is dishonest. She tries to play it off like it's not a big deal. Then she, uh, she, she spun the conversation into penis size. I keep telling her that it's not the, it's not the penis size because the dildo is bigger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that is molded from her ex-boyfriend. She's the kind of person that would spin this and humi- humiliate me by telling people that we broke up because of penis size. <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> Can you ask us? Let me yeah, talk. Man. <laughs> all right. So first, I I wanna just... know, first of all, I want to know, where did she get this mold from? How do you do that? 
<laughs> me too. And Claude reminds, do you know that was the first thing I thought when I read this? Okay. Like, now, I wonder, I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. Very good <laughs> Twiddle's thumbs. Hmm. So, you know, I, you know, okay, so being serious about this, um, I think this is a cause. This is a cause for a serious conversation because I think out of respect for you, this dildo should be thrown away. Now, whether she actually throws it away or not, I don't know, but she should tell you that it's been thrown away <laughs> and not bring it up again. <laughs> Put it in the dildo graveyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm as a as a woman, if I got a dildo made out in my ex-boyfriend's penis, I'm pretty sure that penis was live. And I don't ever want to get rid of it. So I'll tell you that I threw it away and I'll bury that shit so far in my house you will never be able to find it. Um, so I think that's what she should do. She should tell him that you just throw it away. Um, that she threw it away. But I mean, I, this now flipping over to his side, his side, I can really see where the insecurity would come from. Because first mm-hmm. of all, for a man, size is everything. They they are so self-conscious about their size. And it's like in my younger days when I was, you know, out there dipping in and doing it, you know, I would I would have conversations with guys and they would be traumatized when girls would tell them their penis was small and sometimes it was the truth and sometimes it, it wasn't you know what I'm saying so that's how sensitive guys are they can have a, a huge appendix but if you tell them that it's small then you know that fucks that fucks with their uh, self-esteem so I, I do understand where he's coming from because I you know if a if a man had I don't know if they can do this but a mold of a woman's vagina and it's his ex-girlfriend's like why the fuck do you still need this you know, say I'm here. I got one. It's in the. It's real too. <laughs> Why you need this fake one? So, I, I so I, I understand um, where he's coming from. It's a conversation now. I, depending on what she says, you know, you gotta just kind of decide where you want to go in this relationship. But I think out of courtesy for your feelings, she should throw it away or say she threw it away and it never come up again. So. <laughs> Here's what, so my first thing is, I always feel like when people ask us questions, it's like they, they give themselves their own best advice in the question. Cause I think what he's, what his, the ending of what he was saying was he envisions when they break up that she will start spinning this. And I guess, you know, talking about they broke up cause his dick was too small. So he's already kind of putting it out there, what kind of person she is. I mean, it's clear to me that she's probably not the best person to be in a relationship with. And if she doesn't, I mean, I agree. Like, I think throw it away if you really want to keep the relationship because it's making it uncomfortable. Although he's trying to make a, he's trying to make it that it's not about the size of this big piece of rubber. It is the fact that she's holding on to it which has its own connotations. Why are you still holding on to your exes? Anything to me, if you're in this new relationship. So that I I see that as why he's saying that's problematic, but she being the woman that she is, is going back to, you know, you're intimidated by the size. And I think that's, that's where they're disconnected at. So She's already on a level that I don't know. It, it, I don't think he. I don't think he's gonna get through to her. She's not getting it. They probably already talked about it. And she obviously. I mean, she is getting it, but not the way that he wants. <laughs> he wants her to get it. 
Isn't that it? And then also, I mean, I, maybe it's me, but I'm just like, seriously, why, why she got, why are y'all using it? Cause it's, you not- know, what? and that's also my question too. Like, why do you, it, but some people like toys. Some, some couples like toys. I, some people like that. So, so, so maybe they, maybe they should go out together and pick a toy together. Maybe. Oh, if they if this if they're using I don't know why they, he would use it with her but <laughs> I don't understand because at first I'm like well is this is it a guy guy but yeah like they were comparing the size of you know the mm-hmm. toy with with him he says yeah the toy is obviously bigger but why I don't understand why you're using it I can see that she has it you know when he's when boyfriend is not when you're not there but why mm-hmm. and you know but to each his own if that's if that's what it is but. She's yeah, so. probably not on the level of let me get rid of this and let me, um, you know, let me work on my present relationship. Cause yeah, she, I don't think, I don't think she's, she's at where you are in this relationship because you know, if I'm with someone, I'm totally into him. Then my, my exes don't even come up in conversation at all, whether I'm sober or drunk. I just don't do it. Cause why? saying i'm like do you even think about them at all like i don't want nothing i don't want no rubber dildo no nothing to remind me of that past mm-hmm. i just i just wouldn't so i don't know there's some issues there well, it, so depends I, on, it depends on who you know you may not it depends on who it is though when you feel like man if i could just disconnect his ass from this from this right here. And and that's then this is the perfect scenario. You actually did. So there you go. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe she is the number one, the winner in all of this. <laughs> maybe she's found a way to, <laughs> to get through this matrix. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Maybe she's on to something. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. Maybe so. Um but yeah, okay, so I, I think the advice, and I think it's something he kind of laid out, like, if you think that this woman would turn this around and keep it about your penis size and not about the fact that she is keeping um, a remnant of her ex-boyfriend, namely his, uh, a mold of his of his penis, then um, I don't think she's at a level of maturity that you are going to, that you deserve. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you have to reevaluate this this relationship. Yeah, because I mean, you feeling disrespected, and you know, there's the level of dishonesty, and I don't think that's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she's at that level to to um, you know, say I'm sorry and honestly make some changes. But you know, uh, yeah. wow. And, she, and it's it kind of sounds like she kind of emasculates him because you know oh, yeah. she took the whole conversation about having this you know, this dildo and made it into penis size. So she did that in order to, to make him feel small, mm-hmm. small, no pun intended. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but absolutely. And you know, like that's something like I would never say like me personally, I don't ever tell, I don't ever tell him. I would never tell my, 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 I would never say anything. I would never say about the size. I don't comment on it. I don't say anything because it's all relative at the end of the day. And but I, I I will tell you that I've had com- plenty of conversations with men who, um, for whatever reason, they came up in conversation with somebody else they dealt with in the past, and the, these people, these men are traumatized. So it's you know I don't, I don't ever say it. I don't ever say it. Let, you know, ask, if you, 
anything because I because I've heard right like you're saying like I've heard that I've heard men speak about you know when women say certain things like I mean that I've I've seen that that will kill you so I just make it a point I don't say anything either way you could be over here mandingo of the the century and I won't say anything (laughs) or to me I mean if if it ever comes up in conversation with me and someone I always say your your penis is perfect there you go it's perfect it fits perfectly <laughs> yeah i've said fine it's fine i said it's, it's perfect i mean you know it's perfect but <laughs> you're not gonna get me into comparing i i won't do that but um yeah um hopefully we gave him some some pretty good that's it's more relationship advice like if she don't see the light of day in this then i think you need to be gone you're on the verge you're not on the verge break up with her break up with her yeah keep it moving yeah okay all right but also find out where she got it done at and let us know true can you please (laughs) (laughs) send us the link right (laughs) that would be a great Birthday gift and Christmas present to yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I'm sure I can. I could put together a, a top top three. <laughs> Same. Same. All right. All right. Moving on. Where are we? All right, so we're at the I reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce, I reminisce. So this week is my reminisce. So y'all, I want to take y'all back to 1999 on the verge of 2000 to Memphis Bleak's second album, The Understanding, the single version of Is That Yo Chick? Now, if y'all remember, let me just let me just paint a picture because this to me it was it was Jay Z on the track and Missy Elliott with the hook, and there's a version that I love with Twista on it. So he does does the last verse. So the original version also appeared on Jay Z's Volume Three, Life and Times of Sean Carter, which was one of my favorites. So this song to me just really exemplified Jay Z's talent. Because you had a you had a rapper as Twister. We know Twister, I think, is in the Guinness Book of World Records for rapping as fast as he can. And Jay-Z was like giving him work. I just I loved it. So and of course we had Timbaland who produced the track and I was always a fan of Timbaland's beats, especially back in the day, because they were kind of futuristic. Um, they were different and Jay-Z and Timbaland, I'm sorry, Jay-Z and Twista just flowed with it, just effortlessly. So, I mean, the song was just like, at bars, acrobatic bars, they're just like flipping around. I just love this song. And of course, you know, the song is directed at a dude. Um, so disrespectful. <laughs> so, the, so ultimate, disrespectful. the ultimate in disrespect. Like, is that your chick? What? Man, so fucking disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, because you know that's my baby, but goddamn, is that your chick? We're like, man. Oh man, I wish I, man. Just so, just the tongue twisters of it was. Woo! What he say? Don't get mad at me. I don't love my fucking. I don't chase my duck. My replacement with another one. What? 
<laughs> you had to see she kept calling me big when my name is Jay-Z. She was all on my dick. Gradually, I'm taking over your bitch, coming over your shit. Got to feed up on, my, on your sofas, man. Oh, my gosh. This is like, I, you know, I'm, we're such Jay-Z fans. And when he gets when he gets in his bag, this is one of those songs he gets in his bag. Yeah, man. It's like, man, I feel so Can you imagine, like, the climate of the studio? <laughs> And you know, and you know he don't write shit down. So as he's spitting this, they like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? <laughs> Who is this? Who is this? Oh my god! Like man, he he gave it to him, hard body. <laughs> like whoever that was, whoever got that kind of smoke in your life, I don't know how you overcame that. Like that was not your chick. That was not your chick. <laughs> But it really was your chick. <laughs> but not that night. Is <laughs> that your bitch? Damn. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. So classic. Classic. Absolutely classic. Yup. Woo. That's your chick. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's really like some fighting shit. For real. Like, that's just saying. Like, like you kill over shit like that. My bad. Man, there have been wars fought over women. You know what I'm saying? Like, this could this could have really ended real ugly. Real yeah. ugly. Because it's not it's not just a girlfriend. This is like your child's mother. Like this is your girl. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to put gasoline on the fire, but for real, like this was, this ain't some chick you just, everybody just bone. Like this is the one you made wife. And she had a whole song about her hoeing. Can I just, can I, I, I have to read it. I just have to read, I'm gonna read it cause I'm not gonna rhyme it, but I'm like, this shit is so hard. So this is Jay, he's like, why you home alone? Is she out with me? Room 112, hotel balcony. How she say, Jay, you can call the house for me. There's no respect at all. You better check her dog. Man, girl, wow. Wow. She can pitch me to hit it raw. So she can have my kids and say it was yours. <laughs> I don't I don't know how these two people are still alive. Cause I just like this is this is war. That is war. Ooh, how foul is she and you wife to shit up with the rubber on China? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh god, who is this? Oh god, I don't even want to say who this is directed to. But this was this was that time was it was it was it was a it was well it was lyrical war out there. For real. Yes. Well it was a cold world outside. What? but I'm just thankful that both these parties made it alive and they can shake hands and break bread right now. But um because Lord have mercy. That was the fire back then. They were in the fire back then. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy that they both made it through, and and now they both represent like hip hop grown up. For real, cause man, this read these lyrics, listen to this shit, and it will have you in your feelings and mad at the. Oh my gosh, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> I love Dion Cole. Man, I swear, I, I promise you, I I watched this 
every day. I put as soon as I get up, I get my you know do my little morning thing, and I turn the TV on. I put this shit on. I've seen it less than seven times, so I know it's more. It's it's absolutely more than seven times for me, and I laugh like it's the first time I've ever seen it. Cause it's so many gems in it. It's so many like little gems. I'll be like slap. What? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> well, uh, I was thinking I could buy you dinner, eat your pussy all night. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. You know what makes it so funny is that when you see him on TV and different characters, it is completely different from him for real. You know what I'm saying? So I, see him on, I watch Blackish. I love Blackish. I see him up here, and I'm like, he's like he's handsome, but I would never be like, oh, he is like I. I, he can get it. I have never once said that about his character on Blackish. Never. He's like he's handsome, but no. Nah. But when I saw this, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know if it was the, the guns out, the uh, the black shirt, the the haircut. It was all of that. It was everything. It was my, and I know he smelled good. Come on. What was you wearing, Dion? So I can really like pit, like have this thing in my. What were you? What was your cologne? I want to know because I know he smelled good. <laughs> I know he smelled good. And you know what? He hangs out. Let me tell you. So he my one of my homegirls is friends with him. So mm-hmm. he has like these little he's from you know, he's from Chicago. He lives in LA. So there's like a big community of like Chicagoans that live in LA. So he has like little parties and shit at the dime in LA. I don't know if you've ever been. I, I went there. Mm-hmm. And it's like this little hole in the wall club. Like it's like a bar. It's not a club. It's a bar. It's really a hole in the wall. Yeah, but it's a hole in. The, yeah, actually, I have been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's real cool in there. It's real laid back. It's a bunch of old heads. But he had a party there. I'm like, that was my time. <laughs> <laughs> I got to roll up in the dive and scoop up my man because. <laughs> what God has for me is for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> What did it say? Don't, uh, don't, what what people say about the favor? Uh, favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. (laughs) (laughs) But it really, really, I'm like, um, so one of my homegirls, she's like, you would really like Chicago. She was like, it's it's a north, up north city, but it's real country like, because, you know, a lot of people migrated from down south, so you would really like it. And I'm like, is that what y'all produce in Chicago? (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested. <laughs> Send me some more information. <laughs> My email address is. <laughs> Send me a pamphlet. I'm very curious. support black businesses segment of the show we believe in growing our economies and strengthening our communities and supporting products and service made fubu for us black uh, for us black black us for us by us so this week i want to show my support for the lash box by dar it was started by dechelle tisdale uh, who is an entertainment industry executive as well as a friend of mine. And she started her lash company very recently. But the thing that I love is that these are, they're not big and bulky, which a lot of times you see these strip lashes and they look like that. Um, they're hundred percent mink and cruelty free. And she sells these 6D lashes, which are just luscious. So I will actually be out and about running in these streets for Art Basel 
with my Lashbox by Dar on. So you can find her on the web at lashboxbydar.com and get your lashes. We love. We stand. Yes. We love. All right. I got to time out. You know, I just started wearing lashes. Well, I only wore them for like three days, but um, <laughs> I, liked, I liked it for those three days. Yay! Um, I, um, what had happened was, so I put them on, and I had to get used to them, but... Yes. I went out the, that one night uh-huh. and I went to the party so hard that the next day all my lashes <laughs> came out. <laughs> now, what did you have? A strip or the individuals? I had the um, the, like the cluster individuals. The clusters, yeah. Yeah, which okay. I really like because my homegirl uses those and it looks so natural. And the way she told me how to put them on, it just it looked really really natural. Um, but they, they, I, I, I don't know what I was doing. I know I had a good time. Yeah, having a good time. That's what happens. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a lashy, so mm-hmm. I love lashies. I feel like, you know, my face is not complete unless I have some lashes on. Like, I, you know, I'll do mascara, but it's just not the same. And I, I do like a dramatic lash for the most part because my eyes are big and kind of spaced out. So I like a big lash. And um, the uh, Lashbox by Dar makes them where they're like, just like I like them. So they, they look full. Flourishing, so um, please go and support. But yeah, I'm surprised, girl. I'm so happy for you. You wearing a lash? What? Yeah, I did. I haven't, I haven't put them back on since, but I, I will. I just, <laughs> I ain't one them bitches since, but, <laughs> but I'm going back though. <laughs> yeah, they're good. All right. All right, y'all. Well, we are so glad that you are here with us on this journey. But unfortunately, we've come to the end of this episode. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and Spotify. Please follow us on our Instagram. You can hit us in our DMs at TwizPod. That's 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 T-W-I-S-P-O-D. And you can catch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show on Island TV. Make sure you download the Island TV app. And now, who do we always, always shout out? We always give a super, super shout out to our super producer, Vegas World Inc. You can catch him on Instagram. You can catch him on the Twitters. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us and watching the TV show. Thank you so much. Until next time, take care.